This is Johnny Gould's Jewish State. This is a really good news story from Anglo Jewry. In a media world where the term inspirational is used a lot, this really is inspirational. There are around four to five thousand Jewish people in the East Sussex city of Brighton and Hove. The community has long-standing roots. It's around 250 years old. And that's a time span not uncommon in the UK, which escaped full-scale Nazi invasion. But like many Jewish communities outside London, the 21st century hasn't been kind. Big communities in the Midlands, the North and Scotland have declined in number, if not in spirit. There is still communal Jewish life around Britain, but some towns and cities have seen their last remaining synagogue shut down. Kids went off to university from the 80s and they never came back. What they called the brain drain back then is now job done. We ended up mostly in London, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem. Some stayed where they were and got gobbled up by assimilation. But if you build it, they will come, said Kevin Costner in the baseball movie Field of Dreams. And that's the vision for Brighton's new Jewish community synagogue and residential property development, the BNJC. Not far from the seafront in Hove, actually. The foundations were laid in 2015, and eight years on, it's open. BNJC is a beautiful modern shul with refurbished pews from the original synagogue. Eventually, the new development will be surrounded by mature trees and greenery. And it's got a tranquil feel as though surrounded by a forest even now. But that's because it's got 45 flats and houses around it, built in a tower and around a mews courtyard. There are 55 underground parking spaces. CEO Mark Sugarman gave us a guided tour of the complex. The bar cafe and restaurant with a kosher kitchen. And it has the capacity to cater for your simcha of up to 220 people. There are 60 covers with an outdoor courtyard. In a post-pandemic world of homeworking, there's office space, hot desking, classrooms, a gym, a yoga room, even space for a live performance stage and a mikvah. There's a nursery on site from the get-go as the aim is to encourage young families to live down on the Sussex coast. So let's hear more from Mark right now. A warm welcome to Johnny Gould's Jewish State. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be with you. I am absolutely bowled over by this complex. And complex has two meanings. There's <laughs> 45 residences surrounding a shul, a mikvah, a 55-position car park underground, a beautiful restaurant and cafe. This is a world-class Jewish facility in the diaspora. Thank you. Um, incredibly kind. Uh, the project has been seven years in the making and uh, we've had amazing architects uh, and we've canvassed opinion and we've been able to build something quite beautiful. Um, what we wanted really to do was to create the infrastructure for Jewish life, um, whether it's food, education, events, residential, 
and obviously for people to come and stay um, they can they can you benefit from the synagogue from the mikveh from the kosher food if people are visiting or a great way of um, leading an observant life if people want to live here and we've had quite a lot of interest from young people uh, and young families uh, and we're trying really to help rebuild the community and create something special for the city because mark this is a medieval Jewish community, Brighton and Hove community. Let's take it to Brighton first of all. It exists even before Middle Street. You stumble through the lanes and you find Jew Street. Yes. And what is a warehouse was obviously a synagogue. Um, this town, which has become a city, has one of the most extraordinary histories. Yeah, uh, 250 years of Jewish history. So many blue plaques around some of the Jewish people who created that history, um, including um, the police officer who said he was murdered a couple of hundred years ago, and there's an amazing story about him. And then, obviously, the biggest landmark of all is Middle Street. Middle Street, arguably the most beautiful shawl in the UK, probably up there in the top three or four, um, built in the 1870s by the Sassoon family. Uh, and um, please God, one day um, money will be spent on to restore that shawl and, you know, to the, to the um, uh, level that it deserves. But there's, there is a tremendous amount of history. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's very well located. I mean, less than an hour from London. Um, and because of all those natural benefits, it meant sen- made sense to us to try and put all the Jewish infrastructure as well so that people who no longer need to be in London because of remote working and so on, could make a choice. And so take the history, take the proximity to London, um, the, the sea, South Downs, which is one of the most beautiful national parks in the UK, um, the lanes and all the shopping and all the rest of it that goes there. And yeah, It just feels like it's the right thing to try and do. And talking about a nod from the history of the Brighton community, you have built a show which has a magnificent nod to not just local history, but the Jewish history. Going back 3,800 years, there's everything in there. Well, yeah, we, thank you. Very, very kind. <laughs> Let's start with the pews, shall the we? Pews. Okay, so, so we were able... And the, the most beautiful part of the old shawl, no question, was the oak pews. And, and we found an artisan, amazing guy. Um, he's, he's, re, he's restored the, 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 the pews and lightened them, actually, and they've come out beautifully. And the, the kind of concept behind the shawl is a very tranquil, spiritual place lots of light so there's seven light walls and there's this lattice ceiling made of beech wood um, and it just gives you this sense of being almost like in a forest uh, and the the architect is an incredibly sensitive designer and he's done an amazing job and we have on the two sides um, there's planting um, to to the north and to the south we're building this incredible structure which is um, a steel frame with 6,000 sapphire glazed terracotta uh, tubes um, sapphire for the ten commandments uh, and those can be lit at night and they'll project both into the shawl and into the courtyard which is going to be a very vibrant place and there's also um, some beautiful artwork uh, glass artwork we've got a glass sculptor who actually made the museum of generations by the cartel uh, and he's put um, a couple of well, he's put the ten commandments to two tablets for the ten commandments which is going to serve as our netamid and he's also got other glass artwork through the site. So he's an amazing guy. And we've been just incredibly lucky all the, all the way along, really. 
So if there are 6,000 light tubes outside, there is an advert to subscribe now to the Instagram feed uh, because you'll have a few beautiful shots of that going through the autumn, summer, winter and spring. Are you playing catch-up with Johnny Gould's Jewish State? I've had the pleasure of some really great guests. How about Douglas Murray? Israel is a rare country in the West uh, in that it does buck many of the trends. There isn't a fertility rate problem in Israel. Um, For instance, there is in most European countries. There is a strong feeling of nationhood and of the depths that the country needs to call upon in order to unite its people. And Hillel Neuer, whose UN Watch keeps check on the excesses and mission creep of the UN human rights in Geneva. The challenges are great. They're not going away. I am concerned by the cultural revolution that we've experienced in America in the past five years, the known to some of the woke revolution, where there's a kind of a McCarthyism. If you say something, it could be cancelled and fired from your university, from your corporation, uh, from uh, journalists. And often it's, uh, it's an anti-liberalism. So that, that, to be honest, really, really scares me because we need our democracies to be healthy, to be honest, to be, to be truth-tellers. And so I am deeply concerned. If you like Johnny's regular podcasts, think about making a donation at either patreon.com slash Johnny Gould or buy him a coffee. He loves coffee. ko-fi.com slash Johnny Gould. subscribe and tell your friends about Johnny Gould's Jewish State. There's some great episodes to scroll back for. How about Julie Birchill? I've got such a funny fact about Israel, Israel and Brummies. About 15 years ago an Israeli bar advertising a Birmingham... I'm not making this up and everyone says I am. They advertising a Birmingham local newspaper do they want to go and work in Tel Aviv? And it was because to the Israeli ear, the Brummie accent is apparently wildly sexy and drives them mad. That's unbelievable. Well, I know, yeah. I should try it out. <laughs> do you not get anyone I wanted? Yeah. On the beach, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, kid. But I don't know where it came from, but it was a genuine thing. And ha- if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. How am you, Bab? <laughs> you want to come for a drink? And if you fancy supporting my work, you can do it with as little as a pound. Go to patreon.com slash Gould. Or if you're feeling particularly generous, give me a monthly donation at donorbox.org slash jgpodcast. Donorbox.org slash jgpodcast. And it's about Jewish life, this place as well. It's not just about Shabbos morning, Friday night, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. It's about Simchas, it's about Cheda, it's about education for the old and the young. You could just sort of take a step back. When we started the whole project, we determined that there are four aims for the project. One is to rejuvenate the Jewish community locally, um, and so food is very important for that. Um, the only There's one aisle, I think, in one of the supermarkets where you can buy kosher food. We have a shop, um, which is quite you know, reasonably large, and you would buy, buy kosher meat, 
and any kosher, regular kosher produce that you would find in London. Um, and that's going to be delivered down to Brighton every day. So that's going to be a real kind of fundamental infrastructure, point of infrastructure for the community. Um, and we're obviously having a kosher restaurant, kosher cafe, means that day in, day out, people can come, they can socialize with their friends and they can have a bite to eat, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And the price points are going to be low enough for people, but also high enough for people who want to have a really like, lovely meal too. So we're stretching the menu at both ends. So all of that is very much about supporting the local people. The second goal of the project is to create something very special for the national and international Jewish community. And we, we're going to hold back some of the apartment units on site so people can stay. And when they come and they stay, they know that there's a mikvah, there's a shul, and there's a phenomenal restaurant. So they can have an incredibly beautiful time and an observant time and be 500 yards from the beach and they can get here very easily from London. So that was the second goal. And that will also not just be for individual kind of families wanting to have a break, but also for um, communities. So whether it's a short community for Shabbaton or a school or a youth group, um, that opportunity exists uh, to come here. Mark, this is uh, also something which needs to be future orientated because without people, a Jewish community building goes nowhere. How many places in the world have we seen the very sad spectre of, oh, a wonderful museum? This used to be the shul yes. and all that kind of thing. Uh, there's nothing that makes me feel more heartbroken, actually. I can't bear to look at these things uh, about how Jewish life was Correct. in these places. So just tell us a little bit about your ambition about building a Jewish education. Now, obviously, that will take a few years to develop. You need to bring young families down here with children. But there is a tie-in with a school which is next door to try and bring Kodesh instantly to Jewish eyes and ears for the, for the, for the infants and juniors. Yeah, so on site we have a nursery which is going to have capacity for sort of 25 to 30 young kids, which is, a, which is great. And we have an amazing team um, that we've already hired to, to run the nursery. Um, and then next door, as you say, there's a primary school. We've built two classrooms for them. They get to use it during the day, and then the classrooms come back to the community evenings, weekends, and school holidays. So it's a real asset for the community as well. Um, and the amazing thing is that the head, headmistress of the school um, for all the Jewish uh, students who go there is saying they can come back to our site and have lessons in Kodesh with us. And, and we've hired um, a, an amazing couple um, who are running education and programming and events for us. Um, and they are phenomenal. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to live on site with their three children. Two of the kids will go to nursery. One of the kids will go to that, the school next door. And they are one, he's going to become a rabbi, Matt Marks, and he and his wife, Sherelle, who's the daughter of rabbi, they're very learned, very smart, very modern in, in their thinking, and they're a huge asset to what we're trying to do. Let's get down to the brass tacks here. There are 45 living units here, and there's co-working spaces. You've really thought about everything. This is a community centre, a gymnasium. There's all sorts of activities around this mini city. Yeah, we, we've tried to think of all the infrastructure, particularly for young families, because ultimately, if the community is going to thrive, it's going to be through young families coming down here. And um, so you, you're right, the gym we thought was an important um, facet, and then the co-working space, particularly because we're in less than an hour from London. So there'll be a lot of people who can work here four days out of five and maybe have to go to the office one day a week or something like that. And we wanted to cater for that. And the co-working space is beautiful because we've got offices, we've got allocated um, seats, and we've also got hot desking. So there's plenty of options for everyone. 
and, and it's a good example of the other aspect of what we're trying to do, which is we're working closely with Work Avenue. Work Avenue in London has a team of 10 that help people back into the workforce through interview, interview skills, um, CV writing, that sort of thing. And we can benefit from that team via Zoom and also on rotation once a month, they're going to come down. So it's a really great relationship with Work Avenue. And it's similar to what we're trying to do with other national Jewish charities and also local charities, because we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We, we put amazing facilities here, but we need to find outstanding um, people who can deliver programming. And we want to work with the talent that's out there. Let's go back to the shul here, because on one level it's very intimate, but then you can open the doors and create a bigger space for a bigger simcha, but also a cinema night, a stage night. You've tied in with JW3, so any of the big talent, the big shows that are at JW3, you can try and clap them down on the Victoria to Brighton train for half an hour and get them in, get them in here. Yeah, so the shul, the shul, I mean, I can't, I mean, I, please God, people come down and see it because the architect's done an amazing job. But the, the idea is that on a, on a standard Shabbos, um, capacity is sort of 120 people, um, and it's really, you know, tranquil and spiritual, as I say. But when there's a, when there's Kaunidre or a big service for, for Simcha, we can pull the back wall away, and then we have a capacity of up to 270. Um, so it's, it's built sort of multifunctional, very much as the way it's been designed. And the same thing is true in terms of, um, the kind of leisure space. So the restaurant area, which seats 60, can, can, can join with that event space, and that's why we can have a capacity of over 200 people, um, plus a band and a dance floor. Um, for a wedding or something like that. So, so that's, that's very much part of what we're thinking. And, and, you know, your point on the cinema. So standard setup, we have two event spaces. Uh, again, the, the petition between the two can come away uh, and we can have 150 people watching a movie or for a speaker event or something like that. The restaurant and the bar is absolutely lovely to see. And uh, there's a beautiful nod to the Art Deco there. There's a Delaware Pavilion inspired a uh, Bauhaus staircase there at the far end, designed by uh, someone we both know, Mark. Yeah, my wife, my wife, my wife is an architect. She actually, I mean, did an amazing, kind of saved the project on some level because we had, um, we initially going to have the entrance probably in the wrong place and the flow wouldn't have been right. But what we've done is the entrance, you come in to the restaurant area, you're facing the kosher shop and you're also facing uh, the spiral staircase, which takes you up to the co-working space. So if you're working there day in, day out, you just pop down and get a coffee, get a bite to eat um, all through the day. Um, and, and the food options through the day will be really good because we've got, we've got a, a kosher bakery on site. So there'll be pastries, there's a sushi maker. So all the sort of snacky type things, high-end snacky type things will be available. Um, but yeah, my wife did an amazing job. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she's the creative one. So finally, if you're thinking, uh, tantalized by this place, first of all, come and visit. That's the first thing I'd say to you. But if you are in Manchester or London or in one of the outlying Jewish communities, what would you say to encourage people around the north of England, the Midlands of England, and the rest of the broader south of England to come to Brighton and Hove? Yeah, I, listen, I, the, you can come and you can have a, a weekend here uh, and just enjoy um, what is a beautiful tourist city uh, and has a lot of culture and you can have a Jewish experience too. All the infrastructure is here for that. Some of those provincial communities where there has been struggles, no question, they've got their own assets, their own different identities from Brighton and they, they could have a chance to revive in a, in a slightly different way. So we 
um, got very strong relations uh, with, with Leeds and with Manchester, um, the, the JRC uh, representatives and the local board of deputies there. We've been up to, to visit them and we're trying to work with them as closely as we can as well. Um, and yeah, there's the, now in a post-COVID world where people want to work remotely and, and as travel infrastructure gets easier, things could happen, things can change. And I think Brighton has, has something quite unique in terms of it's such a beautiful city um, with the architecture and, and the sea and the, and the South Downs. But other cities have their own assets as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can start to reverse the trends elsewhere too. Shukwech. Mark Sugarman, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Johnny, pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming to visit. Really appreciate it. I'd heard and seen a lot about Brighton and Hope's new Jewish community centre, but I was blown away by its sheer scale and ambition, featuring that beautiful shawl at its heart. Honestly, go and see it. Whatever stage of life you're at, think on. The warmth of this place is palpable, even though it's just got started. You can stay there during Passover, pop down for the weekend, rent or, of course, buy a place. Prices start at £500,000, and they go up to one and a half million pounds with a little private garden as well. And this adopted man of East Sussex gives it its wholehearted endorsement. Johnny Gould's Jewish state is now stepping up to the plate. It's time for us as an audio provider to report Israel around the world with consistency and journalistic integrity. But I need your help. A one-off donation is always gratefully received, but a monthly donation really gets our service off the ground. To donate now, go to patreon.com slash johnnygould or paypal.me slash jonathanlgould. Those addresses again, patreon.com slash johnnygould or paypal.me slash jonathanlgould. Johnny Gould's Jewish State is brought to you with Dangor Education.